Godfather Minute. Godfather Minute. Godfather Minute. Godfather Minute. Woo-hoo! We did it. We made it to Minute 173 of the podcast. Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. 173. Oh, boy. 173. You got? Uh, tres. Today. There's no at the end. That's right. Unless okay. you're in Mexico. In minute 173, Michael finally tells Kay that he had nothing to do with the criminal killing of Carlo. Mm-hmm. Kay is relieved finally. and starts fixing uh, them some cocktails. <laughs> yeah. As she does, the new capos enter Mikey's office and Clemenza kisses Don Corleone's hand. So Kay does believe him. It seems. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she totally does. like, oh, like a sigh of relief and gives him a hug and, uh-huh. you know, like attributes it to them just being stressed out and so on. So, yeah. Is Kay naive? <laughs> oh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> who's being, you're asking me if she's naive? No, who's being naive now? <laughs> Is he, Kay being he, naive that, yeah. that, um, that Michael had somebody killed? Well, the question is, does she believe him? Yes. And uh, Alex, uh, my hands are somewhat tied. Why? Because Puzo reveals the answer to that question, but in the next minute. Oh, it's a little cliffhanger. I like it. Cliffhanger. We got another K. Corleone cliffhanger. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> hey, kudos to the uh, to all the alliteration you you busted out last week. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was in that the was- zone. It's kooky and crazy. (laughs) And you even updated it. For our listeners, I already published the minute. I already sent it out into the world. And Alex kept texting me updates, adding more and more sounds. (laughs) Like, oh, maybe make it kooky and crazy, Connie Corleone. Oh, make it commanded Carlo, Capo Carlo. (laughs) Like, Alex, I already sent it out. (laughs) Cool, cool. But anyway, kudos to you because I appreciate the effort. Well, you are welcome. So, um, do you think, Kayla? I'll I'll reveal next minute what Puzo writes. But do you? What do you think? Does she buy it? Well, based on the book is also as we might have learned by now, the book is different than the movie. So it's possible that Puzo wrote something in the book that Francis Ford Coppola or Diane Keaton. I wonder if Diane Keaton said, "Oh, Francis, do I believe him?" Like does does mm, does. Mm-hmm. Did Guy and Keaton, like, yeah, I guess that would be the real question. If she, if the actress uh, was what she thought Kay did. You know what I mean? Well, I, based on her delivery of yeah. those lines, I, I, it appears that she buys it. She's emotionally moved. She says, oh, I thought of you because she went, oh. Oh, and she did that twice, but didn't she didn't say the Michael part of it. She went, oh, oh, and then they hugged. <laughs> um, either that so or she's she, just being a good actress like Mikey is. Oh, you mean Kay being an Kay, actress? Kay is, is a good actress also. Oh, I don't know. I didn't buy it. I, I, I think she, she believed him. 
And also, she wanted to believe him so badly. I think she wants Mikey to believe that she believes because otherwise she'll be killed. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she has yeah. to be like, okay, I guess there's nothing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. yeah. Wink, wink. She should have winked at him. Okay, I get uh, it. I know. He, he says, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and she says, oh, sh- okay, sure, Mikey. Sure. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Yeah. So one thing I want to know is who is the real Andy Robinson? Who is the real Andy Robinson? And so my question for you would be, could you live with your spouse knowing they murdered? They ordered someone to be murdered. Mm. Hmm. Was it my deadbeat brother? I mean, brother-in-law. <laughs> it was the guy who runs the candy store down the street. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's a great question. Well, I don't know if he if he were following instructions, putting the money behind the drapes like he's supposed to. <sighs> Wait, what do you mean if you were following instructions from the Don? Yeah, that would that well, would like like if Carlo had been doing his job. And he, I guess what I'm saying is it would depend on the reason. If I agreed with the reason to have the person killed, then I could live with my spouse. The reason was, the reason was the person was, um, a key element in my death, your brother's death. Hmm. Yeah, I could live with that. Wait, wait, I I might even support it. Wait, you could live with the person killing them, or you could live with the person who killed me walking around unpunished? No, I could live with the spouse who commanded your death. <laughs> you, your original question was, could I, could, I, could I live with my spouse knowing that she had someone in my family murdered, right? Uh, well, I didn't say someone in your family. I just said someone, someone, someone who's ordered someone to be murdered. Yeah, I, and the answer is yes. Okay. But who could do you really know how you'd respond to that? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> I think I would stay. In fact, I think I'd be more inclined to stay if they killed oh. somebody. Because I'm like, Yeesh. why? Because you know, maybe I'm next. Hmm. <laughs> if you leave, or whatever, even are you I more stay, likely man? to get killed if you stay? Um. Yeah, I'm more likely to stay. I'm more like I'm less likely to get killed if Mikey believes that I believe he didn't kill the person. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like the whole owning a gun thing. You feel like you're safer having it, but yeah. you're more likely to die from that gun. I, that's what I think being in a crime family is like. Like when I have the protection of Don Corleone and Michael and Fredo yeah. too, but you're in that whole scene, so your your odds of dying a violent death are much greater than those of a civilian. Right, but then you have to live like a like a stooge to those uh, pezzo vizantes. Like yeah, you got to take true. the risk if you if you want to be if you want to be the boss, you know the, uh, you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't get what everything you want and live a peaceful life. <laughs> peaceful life. <laughs> I can have my tomatoes. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> I wonder if the Don. Like clearly, by the time of the the um, of Connie's wedding, mm-hmm. the Corleone family is is wealthy. Yeah, they built this big compound. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think at that point Don Corleone could have just said, you know what, I'm getting out. I'm retiring and, and I'm having Clemenza take over. The whole Corleone family's getting out of the business. You know, I, I was wondering about that because isn't every crime boss's downfall? They just can't get out or don't know when to get out or they get too greedy? At least in the movies, that's what it comes down to. No one ever just walks away when they've had enough and they transfer the power, right? I guess because those people aren't the people that <laughs> their movies are made about, you know? Yeah, that's true. Maybe there are plenty of people that, yeah. that do that, but we don't see those. Those are less interesting yeah. movies. It's like serial killers. Like, we all think serial killers are, like, but we only know the ones who got caught. So yeah, there could be are, a bunch of other serial killers out there who are so good that they just don't, they never, we never find yeah, out. Yeah, they're much better at their jobs. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, I, I think he could have. Wait, what was the question? It could Don Corleone? Oh, could he have got, stepped away? Yeah, could he yeah. have stepped away? Yeah, I think so. They were hmm. probably wealthy. Mikey went to college. I, I think you have to ask: Did they have enough avenues to to make money in legitimate ways? Uh, maybe not. Where would their income come from? The oil, olive oil. <laughs> 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 a lot of money and then cooking oils. I, that's a good question. Yeah, maybe not. Well, and also, like, what would Sonny do? He's not. He's not yeah. fit out for fit for a like you know office job. Pop, I'm thinking of getting into show business. What do you think? <laughs> bada beep, bada boop. <laughs> I mean, I guess Fredo. it's not like a documentary. You can't walk right up to the camera and boom, get a shot right there. <laughs> You get you get a blurred you get you get blurred blurred footage all over your production screen. <laughs> production screen. <laughs> um, what you go to film school to uh, to make a <laughs> what would what would be the good end to that line? Uh, would you go to film school to make a flop? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> On Flop's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know it was Flop's birthday. <laughs> flop. That's like a, like the, the clown Corleone brother that That's they, the garbage never fail see. kid. It's just, oh. it's flop. <laughs> it's the way Flop wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> the way Flop wanted it. Uh, speaking it's of like fil- clown, it's like Sonny Clownione. Because <laughs> he goes to film Cla- school to make clown films. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of film school, the nice shot here of you see uh, Kay all re- immediately in the foreground and she's out of focus mm-hmm. and Mikey is far away but in focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting because from a certain point of view, you think it would be the opposite. You think the fact that Mikey was powerful and Kay was insignificant, there were, the situations would be reversed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of how it is in the next, in the reverse shot where mm-hmm. you see it from basically inside the room yeah so uh yeah yeah there you go yeah very interesting do you did you notice alex that clemenza calls mikey don corleone i did and it's the first time we hear him refer to or maybe anyone no he's has anyone referred to him as don corleone yet oh yeah a bunch of people referred to him as don corleone you got Mm -hmm. all the crime bosses referred to him as don corleone he wants assurances that Don Corleone will not take personal vendettas. No, no, uh, Mikey we're talking about. Oh, Mikey, yes. I think yeah. this is the first time anyone calls Mikey Don Corleone. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall any other time. It seems significant. Clemenza walks up. Yeah. Because you'd uh, think he would know his name is Michael, not Don. <laughs> yeah. 
Don Corleone. Or do you think every, whoever becomes the boss has to legally change their name to Donald Corleone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are the four or five of them all competing for like, no, I'm the real Donald Corleone. No, no, I'm the real Donald Corleone. You can't, you can legally have your name changed, but that does not give you positional authority in the family. Woo! <laughs> um, I think it's funny. That would be a great crime name, like Donald the Don Corley, Donald the oh, Don Corleone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's good. I like it. <laughs> so, so here's my my penultimate thing is um, I wondered. I looked into to some information about the relation because, as you might have known, uh, Diane Keaton Al Pacino had an off-screen romance as well, mm-hmm. uh, which fared little better than the the. Um, interestingly, they met on the set of The Godfather, mm-hmm. and they basically broke up after shortly after the completion of the filming of Godfather Two. Oh, so wow. their relationship basically went from the like the length of the the two years that uh, just, just like the their characters. Yeah, totally. That's fascinating. Um, Do you think the story, the plot of those two movies influenced the development and ultimately the decline of their relationship? No, I think the opposite. What I do you mean? I think I think. Wait, were you saying that did their relationship affect the movie, or did the the movie affect? I mean, the movie, the story was pre-written. Yeah. And so as their, their relation, as their character's relationship in GF2 starts to really decline and fall apart. Right. Yes. Did that influence the, the actors? Life imitating art. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. Um, They couldn't beat it. They couldn't beat the screenplay. They couldn't be. Sometimes life is stranger than, uh, than art. (laughs) Life is stranger than fiction. Um, couldn't beat this. Couldn't beat the screenplay. I never wanted this screenplay to make decisions about your life, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, had rewrites, Corleone. We had <laughs> rewrites, revisions. <laughs> um, so one thing I thought was interesting about that was that the next two movies Diane Keaton did were both Woody Allen movies. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Played against Sam and I think mm. Sleeper. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting that because you always assume. So apparently in 1969, she started dating Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. She was in uh, the Broadway version of of um, Played Again, Sam. Mm-hmm. But then by the time of The Godfather, they'd broken up already. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, it's interesting. But the other interesting thing about that is that if you remember in um, the movie Annie Hall, mm-hmm. is that one of the reasons they break up is that... Um, the Woody Allen character, like the Diane Keaton character wants to go to Los Angeles to become famous. And yeah. Become like, and mm-hmm. and uh, so it, I wonder if that was inspired by Diane Keaton moving to Hollywood and then becoming mm. a part of that whole uh, mm-hmm. thing. So, That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. The most interesting thing I learned about this is that the, so Play It Again Sam was on Broadway mm-hmm. and Woody <laughs> Allen was in it and Diane Keaton were in it. When Woody Allen left the role... He was replaced by Bob Denver. Really? Can you imagine to go to see Bob Denver in a Woody Allen play on Broadway? Whoa. It's so strange to go. Like, I can see it working because, you know, he's, can, like, he's yeah. kind of a nebbishy, like, yeah, you know, yeah. guy. So, uh, or, you know, was. I think he's deceased now. But, uh, yeah, I could see that working. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, good for Bob Denver. I had no idea he was on Broadway. The 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 boat, the the minnow. It's it's just a small boat. How are we gonna how are we gonna get to the island? Couldn't figure out where you were going with that one. The coconuts. I mean, has someone seen a coconut? Can someone give me a coconut? Come on, give it a shot, Alex. What Woody Allen doing? No, uh, yeah, Woody Allen doing Gilligan. Woody Allen playing. Skipper, I think we if we could get off the island. <laughs> Let me say, I gotta, I gotta think of a line you would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't think of a single Woody Allen line. I can't well, either. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll work on that. Which is this is crazy. We're stuck on this island with all these guys, all these people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I I don't know who I don't know who to make a pass at Ginger, Marianne, and uh, well, Mrs. Howell, she's already taken. I'm not that good of a swimmer. <laughs> the sun, I I don't freckle like Boyne. <laughs> I I'd get to call my agent. I don't think there's reception on the island. <laughs> uh, my last note is um, picturing. Oh, I Con- thought that was your last note. I thought we were going to end on that high point. Oh no no! no. I'm going <laughs> to bring us down by saying I'm still imagining um, uh, Carlo in the barrel while she's making the cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you notice? Uh, I think the last line you hear her say before she walks out of the room is, "I guess we can. I guess we both need a drink." Yeah. And then she walks out. So I, I thought she was going to go to the barrel, not knowing Carla was in the barrel, and and open a tap. Oh, it's like a, like a punch, like a yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. would not want to. That would be a stiff drink, Alex. Like, Talk about a stiff drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> talk about your talk about your stiff drinks. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> That's Woody Allen doing, doing K. No, that's that's uh, that's Diane Keaton doing Woody Allen doing K. Adams oh in that scene, gosh. right? That is that is too many layers. <laughs> Carlo, <laughs> Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> unless you have anything else for this minute, I, I do. What? Whoa! Hey, don't cut me off. You're the one wasting all the time with these Woody Allen impressions. <laughs> I, got, I got a little bit from the book, Alex. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. And as we talked about, um, as we talked about before the minute during the preparation of this minute, technically the the next week's minute is the final minute of footage before we hit the credits. Right. Right. Correct. So I'm not going to go into the whole epilogue that Puzo writes, but here we go. Puzo writes a little bit about this scene. Page 434, Puzo writes. Dear Puzo. Dear Puzo, I'm stuck on an island with a bunch of freaks. Whose voice is that? That's Casey Kasem. (laughs) (laughs) Dear, dear, uh, dear, oh yeah, Puzo, dear Puzo, I'm stuck on an island with a bunch of freaks. One of them thinks I'm his analyst. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can you play me something to cheer me up? <laughs> All right, here's Sailing by Christopher Cross. <laughs> For a very, very long distance dedication. <laughs> Going out to who knows where they are. Uh, Puzo writes, 
Kay looked into his eyes. Michael, it's not true. Please say it's not true. Michael shook his head wearily. Of course it's not. Just believe me. This one time I'm letting you ask about my affairs and I'm giving you an answer. It is not true. Oh, so in this version, he doesn't even make her ask. He just he just automatically, like, she just asks without knowing that she only has one chance to ask about the Yeah, affairs. that's right. There's no, okay. there's no, I don't think there's any preface about you can only ask me once. Right. Yeah. Okay. But, but he can't, but, um, Puta writes, he had never been more convincing. He looked directly into her eyes. He was using all the mutual trust they had built up in their married life to make her believe him. And she could not doubt any longer. She smiled at him ruefully and came into his arms for a kiss. Aww. Pause. A kiss begins with K. Mm. So what do you think of that? Sounds sexy. My- <laughs> Is that her garbage bell kid? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, yeah, that makes it sound like... Uh- there's a lot more talking in the book, of yeah. Michael. I mean, it's it's. I think it's weaker in the book. Well, you have to have more talking in a book because you can't just say like they looked yeah. at each other. You know, you can't. Uh, yeah, I think there's less talking in the movie, much less talking in the movie. <laughs> Puto goes on and writes, "We both need a drink," she said. She went into the kitchen for ice, and while there, heard the front door open. She went out of the kitchen and saw Clemenza, Neri, and Rocco Lampone come in with the bodyguards. Michael had his back to her, and she moved so that she could see him in profile. At that moment, Clemenza addressed her husband, greeting him formally. Don Michael, Clemenza said. Don Michael? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting difference, right? Yeah. What do you think of that compared to Don Corleone? I think Don Corleone is stronger. Why? Because you're giving the exact same title to him that Marlon Brando had. Yeah. As opposed to Michael, mm-hmm. as Vidon Michael doesn't sound as uh, yeah. Vato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Puto writes to end the chapter. Kay could see how Michael, uh, let's see. Oh, um, never mind. I'm going to read this next time. Oh boy! Okay. Yeah, this is um. This will be good to end to to end the footage. To be continue. <laughs> Do you think she'll continue to believe him, Alex? I can't see any other way it could turn out. Uh, I have a question for you. One last question before yeah. we rate it. If someone said for you, um, let's let me fix you a drink. And then they just started fixing it without consulting you. What drink do you think they would bring you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess it depends on who's making the drink. Yeah, if they know me, they yeah. know I lean toward uh, the clear liquors, uh-huh. the, your gins, your rums. So hopefully they make me a, a Cuba Libra or a, uh, a Negroni. But if they don't know me, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a generic tree. I used to probably be you know, in the movies and stuff. When I fix you a drink, it's probably like bourbon or something, right? Or scotch. Yeah, whis- whiskey. At least that back in the day. Well, let me ask you this follow-up question. Yeah. Reverse it. If if you said to someone, let me, if someone said to you, fix me a drink, and mm-hmm. they didn't want to tell you, what would you make? Oh, that's a great question. Um that I think uh, is that it's it's more that has more to do with what you would do as opposed to trying to figure. Yeah, it. yeah. I think that the least offensive 
or the the most accessible yeah. alcohols are rum and vodka. So you do a rum and vodka? I would do a rum and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a double. <laughs> Play it safe. Just do yeah. all rum and vodka. Yeah. Did, makes sense. We've got this these uh we've got sugarcane all over the island. We're making rum. <laughs> I've got more rum than water. <laughs> what would you make, Alex? Oh. And then what would you what would you expect them to make? Basically, I'm bouncing the same two questions back to you. Well, I don't know how to make any. I only know the most basic cocktails. <laughs> so just a glass of vodka, <laughs> <laughs> a mug of vodka. Uh, yeah, I think I'd probably do like a rum and coke or something like that. Yeah, maybe a uh, yeah. I think that's what I do. Yeah, Jack and ginger. Yeah, no, Jack and ginger. Yeah. I think more people would. Well, I, don't, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going back and forth. Jack and ginger, rum and coke. I think more people would like rum and coke, but maybe that's just me. I feel like rum and coke is kind of like obviously it's based on coke, so right there, yeah, yeah. Cuba like, Libra. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's rate this. Jimmy. Let's rate it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is. All right. What the heck? Yeah. One, One two, two, three, three four. Four. I, I went four because of the significance yeah, of the minutes. I know. I was I was uh, really all over the place. I don't know. So I can't I can't argue with you. I was gonna go three, but then you said, Oh, what the heck? Yeah. So I assume that you were gonna give it the benefit of the doubt, which is why I did. No, I did give it the benefit of the doubt going from two to three. Oh, you were gonna go you were gonna go dose. Yeah, only just because there's like one line of dialogue in it. But, uh, but I, like you're right, it does set up a key moment. Yeah. It does set up a K moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we got coming up in the bonus content, Alex? No, what don't we have coming yeah. up in the bonus content? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I was thinking? Um, <laughs> he's, he's thinking. Well, speaking don't, of the bonus content, yourself. two things. Mm-hmm. As you know, we're coming up to the end of the season. What do, What do you mean? Uh, well, because we're almost done with this film. We're almost, we only have like another five more weeks or so. Before. I thought, what do you mean? I thought we were after 177, we're starting one again to do all the stuff we missed. The whole, just do the whole thing over again? Uh, yeah. It's oh the right thing gosh. to do. Fill in the gaps and then do GF2. Yeah, I think you want to talk to the guys at Groundhog Day minute. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you thinking? Uh, well, so here's the thing, um, over at the Patreon where they currently do the, uh, we currently have our bonus content. Uh, they now initiated a uh, system whereby you could, uh, pay for a whole year in advance. Mm. Uh, instead of paying the monthly fee of, of, uh, $4 a month, you could just pay one flat fee and you'll get uh, 10% off if you do that. So, all right, Alex, give me two, give me two annual subscriptions. Two I'll, annual I'll subscriptions, Bartender. <laughs> Make it a double. Yes. So, uh, so you're yeah. so you're trying to encourage people to sign up for a year in advance because they get a discount. Yes. Right. Yes. And we're going to start that with GF two. Uh, yeah, they, we, we well, started yeah. it now. Uh, it's already it's already in effect now, so you can oh, okay. you can go ahead and and, and uh, you know if you're uh, if you're already a member if you're already already are if you already are supporting the show you can still do it and uh, new people and uh, so go to godfatherminute.com slash support and become a member of the show yeah 
All right, then. So, hey, I uh, want to plug my band because this is the only outlet I have to do it. Alex. Go check out the Underdog Night Soldiers. We are the official Godfather Minute band. The Underdog Night Soldiers. We, we play Americana. We play rock. We pay, play pop. We do it all. You play pop? <laughs> we play pop, pop. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, mm-hmm. who, who's like the, who, who's the, uh, the, the main person in the band? Well, I do all the songwriting and quite a bit of the instruments, but I'm always inviting people. I know musicians, guest musicians to come and play and record. So it's, it's a bit collaborative, but, different, different guests on each track. So it sounds like what you're telling me is that you're the band leader. <laughs> you're a band leader. I, well, I've got a contract I can't get out of. <laughs> How small it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, then. So um, I guess until next, next time, time, it looks, looks like, like we, we both need a drink. drink. I'll say.